Previously on Follow the Leader. Today we are playing And You Shall Shatter Temples by Anna Landon. For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. They built their temples in the ashes of your homes. They filled their coffers with gold they earned with your sweat and suffering. They fill your mouths with their names and demand you worship them. They unfurl their flags over battlefields where they spilled your blood and never their own. Sing songs with the words they could not take from you. Raise the banner woven from the flags you stole back from them. Arm yourself with the swords you forged from their discarded bones. And You Shall Shatter Temples is a game about rising up against an overwhelming power that is trying to crush you. The domain of order is a fun thing to act against, like narratively speaking. Um, ain't it always just? <laughs> ain't it just the way? Uh, and specifically the god of laws does feel uh, quite good. And and the door, uh, the camera like pans past the door to see a a pair of, of yeah a pair of of deckhands just kind of like snoring next to the door uh acting as eff- effectively as guards but mostly just chilling as a woman with red hair and tattoos uh balances the captain's hat jauntily on her head and says don't worry as soon as we get where we're going you can have your boat back and it like look stops like a freeze frames on her, and the uh, the color leaches out. It becomes sepia and woodcut as the wanted poster unfurls onto the screen. Uh, Cordelia Waite Smith, uh, wanted for uh, heresy, ties to organized crime, and for escaping the kiln. Looking a dance sight more put together than the last time we saw her clearly has gotten a hold of some means of getting cleaned up and patched up. The dim light shows the crawling vine of uh, roses and vines tattooed on the side of the head. Um, The same sepia tone washes over the screen as that woodcut effect comes in again and the name Nesmi Kazel comes up crimes listed for hmm so many a figure melts out of the shadow of the room uh the camera cannot quite focus properly but there's more color there than there was the last time the camera tried to focus on on this this person and the sepia tone comes up and Again, it can't quite catch anything. I think there's also, like, it, like, flicks through wanted posters because it can't, like, decide what this person looks like. Like, no one can pin, no one can pin down the face. And the name comes up and it says, Vi Dumarsh, wanted for blasphemy, necromancy, and escaping from the kiln. And we see like uh, like a mirroring shot of the these two figures uh, in the present, uh, like Nesmi's sharp profile and his incredibly indistinct one that's hard to focus on. Mm-hmm. I think they say, "I'm going to show something along the lines of um, 
the feeling goes both ways. Mm. And I just, because I'm on my bullshit, I just like the idea of like, uh, is it a rack focus, which goes to sort of like Cordelia in the background, Mm -hmm. framed between the two of them on the beach, because I'm about my bullshit. Yeah. Sweet. Because of course. Because <laughs> of course. I oh, we know what the fuck we're about. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so everyone gets rested up and we get moving again. And we move on to the second confrontation. You now return to your game already in progress. <laughs> further ahead and our path is blocked by the second symbol of divine power which one of them is it again we work together to describe it and then one of us will step up and attack it because the third confrontation is before the throne which would be the last symbol so Mm -hmm. just to clarify i mean i kind of like if it's the scales at this point yes Mm mm-hmm for sure you know climbing this tower it could be that lit i kind of like almost like this or it's almost like uh what if it's more of a bridge like we it from the distance it's a tower but um i'm just imagining like this visual of scales being this bridge that's constantly like in flux mm. like see, like it can be weighted one way or another but this very terrifying bridge <laughs> formed of this set of scales incredible but again it be, it being this like large physical structure that has to be Mm -hmm. in the same way that like law is or at least the way we're painting law in the in this world is very unyielding and solid despite the fact that like learn about hogfather quote about uh grind down the universe and show me a grain of justice but like law is not a tangible thing but it's treated as such you know and mm-hmm. we have this thing made as this representation of law that we then, now we just have to deal with it. Which I'm here for, frankly. Mm-hmm. The question is, which one of us is uh, attacking this symbol? And it can be any of us, to be clear. Like, the text doesn't say each of you can only attack a thing once. Because otherwise, like, the next time you roll detractor one doesn't make any sense if each of you only gets to attack one thing. Yeah. So. I just hate rolling. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't I suffered enough? Shakes my (laughs) fist at the highest gods. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the roll's very um, open roll. Yeah. I I was going to say, but I don't want to... So you have to give it up. But this could be where the cache of gear comes into play. 
Mm-hmm. Like if you wanted to help whoever does the role, but then you wouldn't have access to the cash again. That that might be worth it. I was I was thinking it could be a weapon, but it could it could be some sort of um way to traverse this bridge. Cute. It's one of those things where you have to keep you have to keep every tile balanced or else the whole thing just collapses underneath you. I have a pitch to you, Mac, about why this is Vi's role. <laughs> yeah, okay. About how they're made of secret uh sorry, V is made of secrets and to speak around truth and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And given that this is the scales I'm thinking about, um in ancient Egyptian mythology, the uh trial where uh, your heart is weighted against the feather and it's all about like truth and if you've been a good person and like mm-hmm. Vi being sorry being able to manipulate that because they are so uh, Vi is so adept at using truth like it's getting a yeah. little metaphysical but like one of the things you were talking about was how Vi knows but how that's to all of, that's all of Vi in, in a nutshell is metaphysical <laughs> Exactly. Vi metagames the fuck out of fucking everything, right? But yeah, I like... But this is also an individual who is so used to balancing truth. What to say, Mm. what not to say. I I just like that in this instance. Watch me. I don't have macros. I have to do this manually. What the fuck? Use a dice roller. No, I'm doing it in roll 20, but like, there's not just like a button. The D20 dice roller. You can literally click on the little D20 and then you can put in 2D6 plus 1. See? What did I say? (laughs) Oh, boy. I rolled a four. Okay. Look, on a six or less, you hurt them, but you lose something in the process. What is it? If you want to, you may choose to lose the card that represents your means of fighting, but you do not have to, to be clear. Mm -hmm. But also, like... If you roll a six or less, you have done all you can do this round, but your efforts have helped others. One of your fellow players rolls next and may do so with advantage. Yeah. So. So I think the funny, I think the, I think the thing is, is that like, yes, that should work. Mm. But if we go with the literal meaning of weighing the heart against the feather to see if you are a quote unquote good person, Vi tips the scales all the way down. Mm-hmm. Because I would not call Vi a good person. Or law-abiding, which I suppose is the metric here. Which I can also... The same would be true. Let me be clear. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Vi... I think what this is, is that Vi's existence breaks the scales. (laughs) Perfect. Good. Love this. Love that for Vi. Because... Vi doesn't follow the natural order of things, but then again, Namika also doesn't let the natural order of things be followed. Mm -hmm. And the hypocrisy of that breaks some shit. The thing about this is that, like, I'm not taking Vi's secrets from Vi, right? Like, I can't do that. No, I agree. And, like, this is the problem with being too, with being so abstract in the way that I do things with this character is that like Vi doesn't really have anything to lose. I mean, fair point. I mean, Vi can we can Vi can lose footing. We can do that. I mean, I could also point out uh, Vi can lose part of himself, memories, 
whatever tethers them uh, tethers value to something like again abstract or we can go very literal and do loose footing hmm well if we abstract it into vi loses a handle on what's tethering vi to this world hmm <laughs> that still counts as a vi losing footing because mm-hmm. that's cordelia so what does that look like narratively speaking i'm not saying you have to paint a literal picture <laughs> no 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 no. yeah 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 narratively speaking i think what happens is cordelia feels something that has always been there as long as she's been alive vanish like just blink out and it's like oh i had something and now it's gone and at the same time that that happens vi slips off of a tile or just, like, steps off of it completely, I think. Oh! Okay. Uh, Cadelia, like, runs after Vi. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, no. How far do you fall? You fall, like, bad? Do you catch you? That's up to y'all. <laughs> the visual of falling and being caught is is very interesting and good. Like, given what we've talked about and, like, like, it's about, like, the presence of Vi fucking with the scales completely as well. Like, that mm-hmm. visual of Vi falling is very good. Yes. I mean, the question, I suppose, could be, like, is in some, are we, like, roped together, like, for safety mm-hmm. as we climb this structure? Is Is that what it looks like? Like, that whatever spiritual tether that is gone and maybe that's maybe why Cordia doesn't realize that uh, Vi's going to fall until it's actually happening mm. you know yeah I'm just throwing shit out there well what so what do you want to happen Mac what do you want to have happen I'm up for either because I can make it work either way. So narratively, yeah. it's what's more interesting for both of y'all. Like, I just like some good peril. Oh, mood. But, like... I suppose it's... It, regardless, what happens as a result of this? Like, is this visual of this indistinct figure hanging from the other two as this giant set of scales is collapsing around us i mean it's pretty fucking tight but also because this is order like it can only fall a certain way and it's entirely predictable mm-hmm. about how it falls yes yes i guess is is it um is cordelia allowed to like run and like grab vi before before v fully falls off the scale. Sure. Yeah, I'm not going to say no. Why would Cordelia... Wait, let me ask you this. Why would Cordelia not be allowed to do that? I don't know. Uh, stakes. Or or um, hmm. peril. Um, so, okay. Remind me. Let's... let's where, which part of the scale... Are we on one of the, like, the dishes of the scale? And that's like the bridge? That enters the thing and it like tips and moves and stuff, or how how does the scale bridge work? So I can imagine it more clearly. 
I like the thought that we're rather than going via the uh, like the pans of the scales, like we've gone up and we're like traversing the top instead, like the arms mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. the scale. This is part of our attempt to get round it. Mm -hmm. And this is, thing is ginormous. We've like maybe we've passed the cross, like we've passed the very tip, and something about Vice Presence, despite the fact that we are humanoid sized on this giant thing, but it's like it immediately dips, like a great weight has hit the top of it. Mm -hmm. And that sudden shift is what causes. Like that, that slip off the tile, as it were. Mm -hmm. That that there there's a point on the on the scale where the torque that's being applied to it just makes it just dip completely. Yeah, like a wire's snapped somewhere that shouldn't that isn't there. But I'm thinking like a, on like a tension bridge, like when something yeah. snaps and it starts all going. So we so we got to the midpoint, and as we leave the midpoint, the balance shifts. Yes. yes. Okay. But yeah, no, I was thinking more like this is a traversing the gap and it like, this is like effectively a gateway to, and we get trying to get over here. So then, yeah, I think what happens is the scale suddenly like bucks and jerks and goes like hardcore down. And we all, we all kind of start uh, sliding down it. And then, but but Vi actually falls. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I think what Cordelia does is, I mean, shout uh, in in alarm. Uh, and then Cordelia just jumps up, like to get Vi. And as she does, Cordelia looks back at Nezumi and says, "I really hope you have a trick for this." <laughs> As you like, just grab I'm like fucking roll two d six and see what happens. Like tackles Vi um, out of the air, but they're now they're both just tumbling through space. To be fair, towards the temple, so we might just crash through a, like a lower level window that we were trying to get to. This is so dumb. No, yeah, it's great. You do get advantage, also, Jade. Oh yeah. Ooh. I don't know what it. What is advantage? It's it's your roll three Means, and yeah. It didn't do it didn't do a whole lot, but uh It didn't do anything actually. Not this time. No. Uh so I rolled a nine. So this is a success, uh, but a stumble. So Yeah, it seems like we're stumbling. You reckon? <laughs> hmm. I think what this is is we see like we get again one of those interesting like uh, focus shift and with Vian Cordelia in free fall and I think this is like Nezami racking his brains for anything any lore about Namaka and, and this place and hits on a prayer that she heard from a priest one time or something about uh, maybe a litany all about like balance and all of that jazz and is somehow calls out what it is. It's where you are able to know the mm -hmm. law to bullshit your way out of something. 
like like lawyer fast speak almost and the dish of the other side of the scale like the scales go to right themselves and the and Cordelia are like caught in the uh, pan mm-hmm. of the scale as it sort of swings back into its correct place uh and it just like literally like sort of almost like a hand catches the two of them as this giant set of sail scales addresses itself re uh, reasserts itself into its correct position like because you got to know the law to break the law and i think that's what that moment is oh yeah bitch nezami is also gets a chance to be the mastermind mm-hmm. okay thanks we take turns in this in this gang but yeah and they'll finish moving along the top of the scale once it's righted uh, itself and just then uh slides down the uh like the chain or whatever on the side to join the uh the two of you in the pan of the scales and it's just like how did you see that going i mean that's getting in Right. Okay. Just steps off the of the pan of the scale to like this arch in the bottom, this section of the temple. It's like, uh, <laughs> leaving the two of them behind a little bit, just like starts walking off where they need to go. Incredibly, like sets fire down. It's like, you good? That was monumentally idiotic of you. And that's saying something. And Vi also leaves. <laughs> well, I'm sorry for being, for, for caring about the fate of my colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a word that you picked, Cordelia. <laughs> Incredible. Colleagues, really? She's fuck. That tether is still gone, by the way. No. So, final steps. Soon your journey is at an end. Just a few more steps to go. You have come too far to turn back. Only one more obstacle blocks your path before you have reached the divine throne. As you step forward to square up to it, draw a card each from the deck and then go around the group and describe something that has been broken, stolen, or lost by divine mandate. I don't know who wants to go first this time. Can I actually use restroom real quick? Yes. I think Zach drew first on the second confrontation. Did you draw first on the first one, Mac, or did I? What do you mean on the wait on which one? On the first approach, who drew? I think I drew first on that one. Yeah, I did because I got diamonds, and then it was two two spades, one after the other. Yeah, and then it was yeah, yeah. So if you want to draw, and then Zach drew first. Yeah, so it's your turn to draw first. Hell yeah, we got there. Nice, we did it. We did it. (laughs) Go team! (laughs) I'm drawing a card, and I am not looking at it until Zach gets back. Mm-hmm. I'm back. Sorry. Welcome back. You're fine. Uh, we we sussed out who's going to draw first. Uh, so Max draw their card. If you want to draw the next one, Zach, and then I'll draw one. Is this for the throne? 
or no, this is this the is for third, third confrontation. I see. Final okay. steps. I yeah. didn't realize that, that was on that final page. steps. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, you're good. I love this. I love that this keeps happening. <laughs> you got another heart, didn't you? No, I got clubs. Oh, okay. I love that I'm getting clubs. I love that I'm getting secrets. Secrets is mm. very good. Um, so I drew for the for the listener for the you know the actual game dialogue. I drew eight <laughs> of clubs, which in the text of the game is the knowledge of something important, history, a language, some precious secret. Um, which is great because Vi's been around for a couple centuries at least at this point. How much of that Vi was aware for remains to be seen. I haven't figured that out yet. I don't care to figure that out at this point in time. Yeah, and to reiterate for listeners, because I lost track for a second and my brain does that sometimes, this is something that has been broken, stolen, or lost by the divine mandates of Namika, mm. the god of law. Yes. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of things that this could be for Vi. Law. Hmm. This is a problem with making up a character as you go along, is that I just am like... <laughs> I mean, I can lean into stuff that I've been thinking about, but yeah. then it's true. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, eventually, sometimes you have to decide things about a character. Yeah, but, like, there's some stuff that I didn't want to decide this early, right? Like, sure. it's fine. It works out. But, like, yeah, it's fine. So I think it, at, I, I think for, for Vi, what this is. When Vi ended up in the Kelm, there's a, you know how, you, you know how in the movies when people get released from prison, they get given back their, like, stuff when they get out? It's something like that. When Vi went into prison, because Vi didn't actually have any things, but there had to be something valuable that Vi had. And what they stole was... Vengeance. Vi's vengeance. Which hasn't happened yet. To be clear, Vi hasn't gotten Vi's vengeance from, you know, however many years ago it was that Vi died. Um, but that was taken from Vi. And the thing was, was that in the process of escaping from prison, um, Vi did not get that back. And Vi doesn't, eh, Vi doesn't necessarily know that Vi is missing it. Vi knows that a lot of things are missing because Vi came back to being a big air quotes person to being a quote unquote alive, I guess, with like gaps in Vi's memory, obviously missing over a hundred years at least of history and context of shit that happened like this whole world is completely different. There's lots of stuff that Vi is missing. So as far as Vi is aware, like this is this that's that's what Vi is missing. Um but we'll see we will see if and I just had another idea after I said that whole thing and I am going to put I'm going to take that and I'm going to put it in my pocket and I'm going to come back to that later. Write it down. <laughs> yeah but Vi that's one of those things that Vi won't know was missing until Vi gets it back shit uh alright 
Get you. And I, I roll and I flip a card now. Mm-hmm. Three of hearts. <laughs> I lost something that I loved. Jesus. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, the thing was, Cordelia was in the kiln. Because she had elected to abandon her her life and, and duties as a marshal in exchange for what at the time was called the family, referred to as the family, which was some sort of like less than legal organization that she belonged to from like a young age. And the thing she found out when she got out of the kiln, the thing she finds out as we return here, is that that didn't save them. Uh, that they've been scattered to the four winds anyway, because the deal that she took was never, was never going to actually insulate them from backlash. They were going to just, they're always going to find a new thing to catch them on. And so she went there. And she went there, she got out Nesame, she got out the rest of the of the gang. But this thing she did was for naught. And it's hmm. Namika's fault. Or at least the priesthood. Okay. So I also drew a club. So the knowledge of something important, history, a language, some precious secret. I think being in the kiln, and this is sort of, something was done to Nezumi in the kiln to prevent her from accessing the full extent of her network of the things that she can do. Maybe it was magical in nature, like blocks place within uh, his mind that prevented him from being his full self as much as anything and while thanks to the efforts of Vi and Cordelia and the people that broke out those whatever spell that was or has been removed but it wasn't without consequence and I think really I don't want to say that Nezumi's mind was broken but a form of trauma was done to them that I don't think they're fully aware of the scale of yet in a similar situation to Vi's and it's it was deemed more important that Nesmi not be able to do something or know something than anything else. That the law, which is supposed to protect people, all it is is protecting the interests of the people that make the laws. Sure. And yes, Nesmi is not a good person by a lot of metrics, but that doesn't make it right that 
her mind and her personhood was fucked with by the legal mm -hmm. system. Totally. And now uh, we're at the third confrontation, the last symbol of divine power. And is this like this hall of records we were talking about? Is this the word of the law? We have to make our way through this library or whatever to get to the throne, given what, how we were framing it earlier. Yeah, I'm down for that. Because, I mean, we, we know it's the last time, is, is the word of the law. But, uh, yeah, is, is this what it looks like, I guess? Is the, the hall of records, the oaths sworn? Uh-huh. Like, a record of all the oaths, the legal library, however you want to frame it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I just, I was going to say, like, the whole with the sanctity of honesty, I like that play on sanctity versus sanctum. And, like, maybe within this place, lies cannot be spoken. And it's not like Vizdeal. Like, literally, maybe there's almost a compulsion here to speak truth. Like, the whole damn place is a zone of truth spell. <laughs> sure. All right. So one of us has to step up and attack. Who's going to be? I guess it's my turn, mm -hmm. as I haven't done the sort of the opening attack yet. Yeah. I mean, it can be it can be any of us. Mm hmm. Absolutely. I'm going to give it a chance, and then if I falter, someone else can uh, save me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two d six. Boom, baby. That's two sixes. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Jade. I'm doing a victory dance. I hope you guys can feel it. I know you Do can't. Do you know what that means? On a 10 plus, you succeed and claim the symbol of their power, making something of your own from it. How about that? Oh, my little information broker. Oh, hmm. I think what this is, is I think we, we could have like maybe snuck through and I think that's actually what this looks like. And what Nezami does, hmm, we approach like a lectern or something or like, um, I, I, I just, I, it's something you see a lot. It's just like a book, a magical book that you can just open and it'll have the contents of the entire library or whatever and you can just pull it open to and get the information you need. Mm -hmm. Like, there. Something like that. And what Nezami does is... I think this is all like trying to find or figure out the way through and is trying to get that information and has the idea... Uh, they reach into their coat and pull out like a small blade from like the lining of the jacket that they're wearing and they just slice open the tip of uh, one of their fingertips and into this open book they do an inverse of the rune that was tattooed on them to inhibit them in the kiln and the meaning of it shifts from being a wall to an open gate. And 
the camera shows like words like flowing up out of this book up along Nezumi's skin and then just like sinking down as they absorb quite a lot of information <laughs> out of this hall of records this library of law and the uh, iris of the, their irises sort of spread out for like taking over the whole sclera for a moment the same sort of inky blackness that is their normal eye color just for a moment as this sort of floods into them and then it sort of contracts back so they look normal again and turns to the others and it's just like well let's see how they do without all that legal precedent then well they'll still have the physical copies won't they as Cordelia pulls out a lighter. Maybe. Vi, Vi, like, picks up a book from a shelf and opens it, and the pages are blank. That works. Hmm. I'm not saying I'm not you saying... shouldn't set fire to the place. I'm sorry, Jade. We were about to say the exact. No, we same did, thing. and it's good. It's incredible. I mean, who doesn't love a bonfire? I'm feeling a little chilly. Uh, and yeah, uh, she the spark to the flame. Right. Incredible. Almost done. I'm just gonna offer the detail to call back to the last time this lot caused havoc. And it looks like uh, Nezumi is getting a, a nosebleed, which makes sense. A lot of information, but instead of bleeding blood, mm. it's ink. Very cool. Yeah. All right. We're almost done, I think. Yeah. We are. The throne. At last you have reached the place where your god sits enthroned. These are the last shivering moments before you draw your weapons against the deity. Draw one card each from the deck and based on its suit, describe something about this place of power. So many tabs open. I'm just going to deal a card to all of us. Sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's lay it out, friends. All right. Let's do this. All right. What you got, Mac? I have a two of hearts. Hearts being the domain's atmosphere, how it makes you feel, or emotional connections to have to it. Um, I want to see the other two cards. <laughs> okay. I got, um, I think this is my one. It is. Good, good. Uh, I got a diamond, uh, specifically the jack, not that the value on it matters too much, which, uh, again, refers to the material, the physical aspect of the environment, sights, sounds, and scents. What you got, Zachary? I got diamonds as well. Material, physical aspects of the environment, sights, sounds, scents. But one scent, scent smell of burning paper. As we ascend the throne. <laughs> yes. Again, I think there is that 
terrifyingly, unsettlingly um, rhythm, that metronome, again, the crackling of the burning records behind us, the sounds of our feet hitting the pristine marble white floors trailing soot as we go and there's this taste in the air not just of smoke but of metal and it tastes like the metal of shackles of an executioner's axe of metal bars keeping people in and each time you breathe in you get this this scent of unyielding metallicness and each breath brings the thought of something else used to keep people in line trying to decide if it's dark because justice is blind or if it's bright because when you move into a court of law the truth gets laid bare well it's not justice it's only law (laughs) that's true it is just law so I think it's very very bright in here and there is this feeling as though your entire we, we feel our entire histories following behind us in the foot in our footsteps, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like every step that we take writes more and more and more of ourselves, even the stuff that we have kept to ourselves for the time that we have been alive. So, so, so just more and more and more of us being laid bare with every step that we take, feeling more, this is the more, this is truly the mortifying ordeal of being known. And the further we walk into this room, the more we are seen. And it's not evident to the other three, but it is evident to Namika. What does she look like? Smaller than we expect. Hmm. Small, like, um, human-sized? Or just not as big as a god might be? Hmm. Human-sized. Alright. So, if we don't have anything to add about the place... We stand before a god, and the hour has come at last. You are here to tear them down and shatter the throne on which they sit. In this confrontation, each player rolls their dice separately. And then, uh, each has a different result. So, So each roll our dice separately. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, uh, well, we might as well just all roll, because then we can see it, and then we can just, like, narrate what happens. And paint the picture yeah. for our listeners and each other. Sure. Goddamn, Jane. Oh, that's your that's your new role, huh? Mm-hmm. Sweet. But normally, clearly, roll twenty is favoring me today. Mm-hmm. Today. It's uh, it's Kyra. Wow. Well, how about that? you guys? Listen, roll twenty 
only like hold on a second i gotta see something roll 20 only likes me when i'm rolling skirmish and dumb kids <laughs> like straight up see i can roll a 10 in the server mm -hmm. <laughs> but i roll a two in roll 20 snake eyes which to be clear four. it does hurt the god yeah i mean we win the point the point of the game isn't to, isn't yeah. for winning to be in um in any sort of like doubt. doubt yeah this is a we win but at what cost sort of situation mm. mm -hmm. well who wants to narrate first not it i still have to figure out what i'm losing I mean, I because I have to succeed. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. well, let's. I mean, let's start with like what the the kind of like beginning of this in, this conflict is, this confrontation. Yeah, I mean, I feel like leaning into that whole modifying ordeal of being known, and Mac actually referenced Christmas Carol earlier. I like the notion that. Uh, Namika does something and all of these this history that we're carrying behind us or trying behind us starts becoming f actual weight mm -hmm. and just like you know the consequences of your actions made physical and uh it's just like trying to she's trying to crush us under the weight of our own misdeeds in the eyes of the law like her opening gambit because she knows what we're here to do yeah mm -hmm. and she doesn't intend to uh let it happen lightly hmm i think for vi uh, that's not my character that's max character <sighs> uh, for nezami they're still kind of woozy from you know what they just did um, and as stated on their wanted poster, they've broken a lot of law in their pursuits, and I think it catches them by surprise, and it's almost like they're snapped backwards with the force of it and go careening into a wall, and their nose starts bleeding again. But it's like full on like if you've ever watched ink spill out over paper or through it's like that. So it's both gory but also not because it clearly is ink. But their clothes are pretty dull, but like it's just seeping into what they're wearing. And we briefly see like descriptions of laws broken ripple out. Uh, over their skin and disappear again like something bobbing up out of waves mm -hmm. well so I, ro I rolled a failure not a failure failure but I rolled a four which we hit hurt them but we lose one last thing in the process so I think what actually happens with Cordelia is she is like struggling forward is like these weights are being are like the weight of the past of misdeeds and like you know she doesn't have the the, the fantastic long la like laundry list she just has the one <laughs> or two big ones she has the worked for a uh, criminal syndicate she also has the the heresy the the betrayal or betrayer of the marshals thing 
At its all, it's the past, like, running back. And Cordelia looks at Nezemi and sees them with all this, all of these things, and remembers turning the library blank and removing precedent, in some ways removing the past. And she looks down at the, like the weights that are around her ankles or in her wrists, and she says, Well, I don't have to let them weigh me down. I don't even have to keep them. And she gathers up all the chains and just hucks them at Namika, and the chains break, and Cordelia loses her past. Hmm. Good shit. That's so funny that you say that. Because <laughs> I was about to do the exact same fucking thing. Yes! Oh. Well. Um. Hmm. <laughs> it says you lose one last thing in the process. That doesn't mean that it has to be directly a direct consequence of. Sure. No. Yes. Not at all. Me. <laughs> Playing fast and loose once again. With, you know, the weight of two lives worth of secrets and crimes and half-truths. And Vi's pretty good at navigating all of that, especially since there's holes and mm -hmm. gaps in all of this stuff anyway. But the trouble is, is that Vi was dead. And now Vi is not dead. And Vi became not dead for a reason. And that reason just threw her entire past into the face of a god. And without that, it's much harder for Vi to control a physical form. And I think... Vi stops Nezemi for a moment mm -hmm. and, like, kind of, like, pushes a little on the shoulder to turn her to face Vi dead on. Hmm. And Nezemi gets this feeling of deja vu, and Vi smiles a little. Sort of? Sure, we'll call it a smile. And says, I'll see you again. And then, with the force of losing Vi's body, hmm. temporarily, 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 Vi doesn't have any physical tether to the plane right now, um, shoves Nezumi closer to Namika. Cool. Very cool. I'm putting the temporarily thing here because I'm like, this is not character redeath. Like, I'm not doing that, but I can't, like, I cannot in good conscience not throw the, like, like, there has to be consequences to, and this is stuff that, yeah. like, like, and I'm like, I want to play into that. I think that's fun. Sorry, Cordelia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, 
That's fine. I actually had a different idea on how that could have worked, but your way is also. I would like to hear your idea later. Because we can probably play oh. into it for the future. Mm-hmm. But uh, please, please carry on. So for now, Nezumi mm-hmm. has a goddess to kill. Nezumi almost would like that. That's Cordelia. Mm-hmm. Please. Mm-hmm. Oh, as Cordelia, like, with swinging a uh, a weight on a chain is, like, slamming it into the, the throne of Namika. Nezumi steps forward, like, that momentum given to him by fire and this ink is still like pouring out of their nose and ears and eyes now and it's sort of bubbling up through their skin and it's like they almost able to gather it up like this roiling mess of living ink smoke something and I think it gains some of that intangible quality that Vaya has had this whole time it becomes slightly difficult to to look at directly and um, this is some water bending looking shit as Nesmi gathers up this ink and effectively forces it down the throat of Nomika drowning her in the words and the oaths and all of these things that bind people and like paper it's like this ink blooms out through the skin of Namika like ink, like ink through paper and starts to break down in the same way that like paper once you get it too wet just starts losing all of its structural integrity and just falls apart under the weight of itself and just spreads out over this pristine white floor and forms this symbol on the ground that then sinks away Uh, because on a 10 plus, which I, I rolled an 11, uh, <laughs> Nezumi leaves a mark on the world that nothing will ever bury. And I think what that is, is every bit of legal documentation has this tiny little symbol on it. And it, it and it's a rune or it's a symbol of some kind. But if you look at it sideways, it kind of just looks like a mouse curled up, tail like wrapping up around itself. Because <laughs> there's always a loophole if you know what you're looking for. Oh yeah, good shit. Good shit. So hey, we dethroned God. Go team. Go team. Um, so now we go around the group and each of us say how the fight has changed their character 
Use the first card you drew as the basis for this, comparing and contrasting what you were like before the fight and what you were like now. What have you lost? What have you gained? How will you go forward from here? I guess sort of narrate this ending part. I guess. Yeah. Um, well, I got one. Because we've reached the end of the book, except for the acknowledgement. So, yeah. Please, Zach, go. Yeah. Well, I got, I got a thing. So, like, the how is the, the temple faring? Is it, like, crumbling? Are we, like, running away? Or hmm. is the, the, like, ink spreading and, and, like, dissolving it? I think no, but I think the rigid order of this area has been lost. Yeah, like, I like the notion that the temple still stands, but, like... All the lines are a little bit askew and things have gone all crooked mm. and the innate order of the place is broken. Cool. So, yeah, so then we're in the throne room. We're not in danger of the roof collapsing onto us is no. my point. I think, we're, I think we're relatively safe for the moment. Cool. But there's some dust that's still settling from the, like, the chaos oh, of it yeah. all. Anesimi, oh, yeah. like, hears coughing off of the side. <clears throat> Cordelia kind of walks out and sees them and says, Oh, wow. Kind of, like, looks them up and down in a very, like, overt way and says, You're, uh, you're really something, huh? Uh, my name's... Anyway, uh, nice to meet you. Do you know what's going on? Oh. Oh. And they swallow and sort of wipe ink away from their face, eyes returning to normal. And if the ink on their fingers is a little bit watered down by something, who can say? They wipe off their hands and offer one to Khadija. She's like, I'm Nezumi. Do you not know who you are? I... Not in so many words. I got a... I got an inkling. Do you know who I am? Yes. Well, I thought I did. Huh. I can help you figure it out. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I don't. It doesn't look like I have any money on me, so. That's, that's probably smart. That shouldn't be a problem. That's me, huh? Mm hmm. It's a nice name. Kadelia, like, throws an arm around your shoulders. Is this your house? <laughs> no. Not my style at all. Okay. Are we going somewhere? Yeah, we've got somebody to find. Oh, we should hop to it then. Yeah. Yeah, we absolutely should. All right, Nesmi, lead the way. <sighs> I'm going to fight Zachary. <laughs> it's a very, <laughs> very fresh-faced uh, someone uh, mm -hmm. uh, follows Nesmi out of the temple. Okay, we have to end it there, right? Like, we have mm -hmm. to. Yeah, no, now we gotta. 
Now we gotta. Now we gotta. Good shit. Um, actually, no. I will leave you. I Can will leave you on a on a on a on a very very small stinger, which is that as you leave, you don't see it. Neither of you see it, but Nezumi's shadow looks a little bit longer Hell yeah. than it should. Hell yeah. Love that. Sweet. Love to play game. Yeah. Love to play we do game. Play game. Don't we? We do play game. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. All right. Um, so good. <laughs> hell yeah. Uh all right. Uh well let's let's uh wrap this up. Uh we've been playing and you shall shatter temples by Anna Landon. It was part of the uh Attack and Dethrone God game jam, I believe. Um, which happened a couple of years ago. Go check it out on itch.io. Um support Anna's work. It's great. Um Oh my god, twenty twenty was a couple of years ago. Ugh. That sucks. <laughs> Yes. Well, that sucks. This game didn't. Uh, and we've been follow the yeah, leader. Yeah, this game rocks. Yeah, this game rocks. Uh, do we do us first? I've been Jade. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Rose. And if you like the way I play games, you should check out Dumb Kids Playing Hero. It's an Animorphs actual play, Animorphs inspired actual play podcast. Uh, at DKPHpod on Twitter. Me and some awesome folks uh, have a lot of feelings and deal with a guerrilla war against uh, alien invasion. You know, light stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Playing with me has been Mac. Uh, hello, I have been Mac. Uh, you can find me on the internet wherever you get good content at Citadel of Swords. Uh, you can find the podcasting guild that we are a part of, along with our wonderful friends over at the Rumor It Happened podcast, uh, at Stones underscore Standing on Twitter. Um, I don't know when this is coming out, so I'm just going to say uh, check in on that to see when we're going to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Breaking Hearts, as always, Zach. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Obviously God. You can find the music I make at iambugbear.bandcamp.com. And you can read and listen to my original genre fiction at Zopcast on Twitter. Z O P Cast. Uh, and you can read it. Hmm? You've been no, listening. No, mm -hmm. Go on. Zopcast will tell you. Sorry, sorry. Give you an email. All right. This has been Follow the Leader. Follow us on Twitter at FTLcast. Check out FTLcast.com. And if you like what we do, please consider supporting us over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FTLcast. Let's do, Let's do a, a clap. clap.
it's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!